the Ambitious Radio Network. Conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders. Are you an entrepreneur, startup junkie, or just someone interested in improving their leadership skills? If you're looking to be motivated, inspired, and uncover what it takes to get to the next level, listening to Ambitious Radio will be well worth the investment of your time. We have weekly engaging conversations with today's most influential thought leaders and entrepreneurs as they discuss their successes, failures, tipping points, and other priceless information that you can apply immediately after listening. Now, here's your host, Doug Parker. It is indeed Texas Money in Business, and it is Ambitious Radio Network on the air today with Doug Parker and another great show waiting for us here. My name is Ron Titter. It's good to have you right here, and we do have a great show, so we want you to stay right here on KEXB. Experts in Business, aptly uh, titled because we do have experts in business right here at the table. Doug, it's good to have you. Yeah, great to see you as well, Ron. Thanks for all you do. And you know, today, as as always, we're going to be talking to uh, entrepreneurs and and leaders, uh, going through just different things that are interesting and really what makes them ambitious. And so, uh, this show would not be possible without our sponsors. We got Grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Most of the time, small business owners need to personally guarantee loans and things to that nature when they want to take out a loan. Um, that can be really tough to do if you've got credit issues. So if you have less than perfect credit, go to repairmycreditnow.com for a free consultation and evaluation. Those guys will help get you back on track. So in this segment, we're going to be going over getting to know the ambitious entrepreneur today. As you mentioned, we've got a great guest on the show. We've got Rob Dubay, president and owner at Image One, where they use progressive approach to manage print. So Rob, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks, Doug. I'm doing well, and thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be with you, and you're such a good friend, so that makes it even more special. Well, right back at you, right back at you. So, you know, when I was going through, obviously, we've known each other for, for years now, and as I'm preparing mm-hmm. for the show, I'm, I'm researching, I'm looking at all the stuff, and I, and I thought I, I knew you pretty well, and I'm, I'm finding all these other cool things out about you, but as I, as I read this um, you know, progressive approach to manage print, I'm thinking... I don't even know what does that really mean. So, like in a in a ten to twenty second, you know, maybe elevator pitch. Tell me what it is really that you guys do. Yeah, for sure. We help organizations, both large and small, make smart decisions when they purchase multifunction devices and laser printers. And then what we do is we handle the maintenance and supplies for them, as well as providing them with software solutions. And all this is in an effort uh, to help them save money and be more efficient. Um, so some of our solutions might be uh, helpful uh, from a software standpoint in terms of workflow and security or rules-based. So maybe some people are printing in color, which is more costly than mono or black and white, things of that nature. So that's what we do, and we're going on our 25th year in business uh, in, in the upcoming year here. So it's been an exciting ride. Well, congratulations on that success. You know, so many, uh, so many businesses. You know, they they don't make it past the first year or two, or or I think it's something like ninety percent fail in the first five years. So that's quite mm-hmm. uh, an accomplishment. Now, um, so you know, a while back, and this has been probably ten years or so ago. So mm-hmm. I was approached by I think it was like Xerox or or was Tektronix or something. They had some kind of deal where they give you a free printer, but they but you just got to buy your ink from them. So you guys find mm-hmm. ways to really coordinate really everything it sounds like that's right we'll manage the entire process for uh the customer um help them make the best decision obviously because a lot of times in in this uh, industry in this space um so many customers get sold 
things that they really don't need. And so, you know, our approach has always been one of transparency and openness and really helping the customer make good decisions because our goal is 100% retention of our customers. And when you're helping them along the way uh, do the right things, you know, they're going to stay as a customer for a very long time. And, and we have proven that to be true over the years. And, and so it's a formula that's been working very well for us. Sure, sure. Well, you know, and when we were talking about some of your favorite quotes and things along those lines, you know, hmm. I saw that uh, you, you liked it's a Shakespeare quote. What was that? What was that quote? <laughs> there is no. Um, you, you put me on the spot here. Hold on. There is. Um, ah, I say, well, let me look at my notes here. You know, actually, I've got it right here. It was. It was. There is. Uh, there is. Uh, there, there's. There's no legacy so rich as honesty. Rich as honesty. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You. Well, you know, and, and when you're, you know, when you're talking about a hundred percent retention, um, you know, there's no way to get there without being really transparent and honest with people. You know, you. Yeah. you so that's a. A really fantastic thing to uh, you know to 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 shoot for is a hundred percent. It's not being good or or even great. That's a hundred percent. That's perfection. So when you're shooting for that, um, you right. gotta you know gotta go over all those things. So you know one of the things that that uh, as I was kind of continuing to do some more research, I mean you guys have a very interesting you know story. You guys were fresh out of college. You and Joel Perman, mm -hmm. uh, Perlman. And yep. you, know, you founded Image One, and and then as I did a little more research, I guess uh, you had a little business together uh, selling blow pops and out of your lockers mm -hmm. in high school, and a t-shirt business yes. and detailing cars. I mean, you guys have kind of been serial entrepreneurs since high school with one another. <laughs> we met in the sixth grade, and yeah, when we got into high school, we did start selling the blow pops, and we would buy them uh, by the box, and they equated to a nickel per blow pop, and then we would resell them for a quarter at lunch. So we would skip lunch. We'd go to our locker, and we'd have uh, the our, our co-students lined up down the locker or down the hallway uh, wanting to purchase them. And I think we just got bitten by a bug then, unknowing you know, unknowingly to us. And so then we had these different ventures as we went through high school and even in college and uh, just kind of stuck with us. And when we were coming out of college, um, we read about this, uh, you know, this business and we looked more into it and ultimately ended up, you know, starting this business out of our basement. So, okay. Well, just, that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the prototypical, you know, entrepreneurial <laughs> story. So, so tell us a little bit about totally. yourself. Now, did you, you grew up in the Michigan area? Yes, I grew up in the greater Detroit area, and um, uh, my family's mostly from the East Coast. Um, but yeah, I've, I've stayed here. It's a great community. Um, Detroit is really, I mean, we're all sort of rallying together, and I'm sure many of your listeners and, and yourself have have uh, heard about, you know, many of the stories coming out of Detroit, both good and bad. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is a very resilient community, and uh, we're working very hard to help to revitalize the downtown area like so many companies are. In fact, Joel and I just recently made an investment in a 3D software printing company um, that is located in the city, uh, directly uh, in Midtown, and we're excited about that, and that's a great complement uh, to what we do here at Image One with traditional types of printing. And um, yeah, it's just an exciting time to be in the area. So so it's it suited us, and so we've stayed in in the the greater area. Cool. That's really interesting. I I know that. 
um, over the years, I you know I've seen obviously the stuff on TV and, and some of those things, but you know from a, from a, some of the negative stuff over the past decade or so, and and just the deterioration. But I saw something the other day, and I can't remember the uh, loan company, but um, it looks like there's a there's a it's like a just really revitalizing and and really coming alive yeah. now. Yeah, you know it's funny you bring that up. So there's a company called Quicken Loans, and I'm sure many of your listeners have heard of Quicken Loans, um, and, and uh, they were one of our first clients 24 years ago, Whoa. and um, they were located in the suburbs of Detroit and had been for a good number of years up until just about five years ago, and at that time, the founder told his 2,000 employees and vendors, which we, we are one of those uh, vendors, that they would be moving to the core of the city right downtown, and, um, and that transition took place over a couple of years, and it was finalized about five years ago. They now have, that was when they had 2,000 employees, they now have 10,000 employees um, in the downtown area. Uh, the founder, uh, by the name of Dan Gilbert, who's also majority owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, coincidentally enough, um, has he started to purchase different buildings, uh, historical buildings around the city and revitalizing those buildings. So his uh, campus, you might say, is the city. And we are servicing um, his comp- all of his companies and all these different buildings. So we've got people downtown running around and you know, learning the city like like we never had before, and it's just really been uh, a great revitalization. And a good number of his uh, employees are are um, millennials, so um, you know there's a real um, interest in being in the city at this time when you're young and you want that sort of environment. So um, it, an interesting thing that's happened is downtown Detroit currently has a 100% occupancy rate for apartments. So if there's a waiting list for apartments, uh, demand is exceeding supply. So that's a great, great uh, challenge that the city's now faced with. Uh, that is much different than it was five years ago. So that's great. Well, you always like to hear a comeback story. So that's that is yes. very interesting. Why well, I, I we'll didn't keep even you posted? Yeah, I look forward to. It. I have to do another show just on the the revitalization of of Detroit. So that's, that's really cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, you know, we always like to to talk to our listeners about, you know, different experiences you've had, different books that you Mm -hmm. like and reasons why. So hopefully they can get something out of it as well. And I noticed that, uh, long walk to freedom. It's an autobiography of Nelson Mm -hmm. Mandela, uh, Mandela. And tell me about that. I mean, what was it that kind of made that book stand out to you? Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I was, uh, somebody, I was talking to somebody, I was at, at somewhere, I can't even remember exactly. And they mentioned that book. They said, you might like this book and it, it's a, it's an undertaking. It's quite a large book and I've read it a few times and it's really the autobiography of Nelson Mandela. And, you know, to, to summarize it in a nutshell for me, it's really about forgiveness. And, um, he was obviously, uh, put uh, into uh, jail, really, for the majority of his life, um, and amazingly came out of that 
um, you know, very forgiving of the whole situation and what it did to his life. And obviously it turned it upside down. Um, and uh, he ended up becoming president of, of South Africa. So it, it's really an amazing story and, and just goes to show you that, you know, sometimes in life, uh, not sometimes, oftentimes all of us are, are given you know, um, circumstances that are very difficult to deal with, but they are very overcomable. And the, th the key thing about it is to really have the right mindset uh, while it's going on. And Nelson Mandela had a very unique ability to naturally do that. And, um, and so that's really the message that I keep with me um, from his life is, is just that, you know, to have that right mindset and know that you're going to have challenges in your life. And I hope none of us have that level of challenge. Um, but oftentimes those challenges can bring us down and, and it's up to us in our own mindset as to how we deal with it. And, uh, you can most definitely come out the other side, a much, much stronger person and do amazing things with your life, just like he did. You know, that, that really is a, a great um, kind of summation of, of that book. I'm sure there's a lot of other things in there, but, you know, with mm -hmm. forgiveness, you know, so often um, we're holding on to stuff, and the person that, that kind of did us wrong or other cases, they've forgotten about it and long since moved on down the road. So yeah. that bitterness and, and, you know, holding on to stuff can really, you'll be detrimental. But I'm, I, uh, I have to check that out now. I like to listen to stuff more than I like to read. And if it's especially a big book, I may have to see if they got it on audio. <laughs> but, uh, but with that being said, we'll kind of wrap up this segment and just let our listeners know that if, if you miss something, you're tuning in late, whatever the case may be, you can always check it out on ambitiousradio.com. Different pieces of the content will be on there on the guest show. So just click on the listen button, previous episodes, and the guest's name will be listed. Today we're talking to Rob Dubay of Image One. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, go to the Ambitious Radio Network on uh, Facebook and like us there or follow us on Twitter. Tune in after the break for a brief word from our sponsors when we'll be talking to Rob Dubay about his career pursuits and his experiences of becoming an ambitious entrepreneur and starting his own business, Image One, right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. You get the most for your lease with a non-abex lease, yeah. When you start shopping for a car, you go in thinking that this time you're really going to get a great deal. Then the haggling starts. You have to fence with a salesman over the price, then verbally joust with a finance manager over the interest rate and all the extras they want to sell you. By the time you get out of there, you're glad to have escaped with your watch and rings. Stop the insanity. There's a better way, and that's to lease your next car from Autoflex Leasing. Call the leasing specialist at Autoflex, and you'll find that getting your next car can be fast, easy, and fun. Your Autoflex specialist leases all makes and models, both new and used. They'll also pick up your trade-in for an appraisal and deliver your new car to your home or office. Imagine leasing your next car and never having to go to a dealer. Happens every day at Autoflex Leasing. To see for yourself, call Autoflex today at 817-972-234-1234 or reach them at autoflex.com. Autoflex Leasing, a better way to lease your next car. Back in here on Texas Money and Business and, of course, the Ambitious Radio Network, full of ambitious people. It always seems to be that way. It is that way. <laughs> and Doug Parker is here. Doug, it's all yours. 
Thank you so much, sir. And all this is you know possible by our sponsors, and so we would like to uh, thank those guys for that. We've got all three reports. That's all the number three reports with an S.com. You know, many people only check their credit every three to five years and are financing a new home or, or maybe purchasing a vehicle, something along those lines. But if there's an issue, it could be too late at that point. So if you're monitoring your credit, that won't be an issue. You'll know be uh, know to be reactive as opposed to uh, excuse me, be proactive as opposed to being reactive. And speaking of a new vehicle, a wise person once said lease what depreciates and buy what appreciates so go to autoflex leasing a better way to lease your next car rob as an entrepreneur what is one of your personal habits that's contributed most to your success would you say hmm. um there are a few things a simple thing is by is starting my day um, with my top three, the top three most important things that I absolutely 100% need to get done. And if I do nothing else, and I at least did those top three, uh, I feel like I've made an impact in the business on that day. So um, that's something I learned a number of years ago, and I have stayed very disciplined with that practice um, uh, year over year. Um, and I start each day also with a meditation, uh, just a silent meditation uh, for 45 minutes. And uh, that is uh, within the last 10 years. And I found that to really help me uh, center myself and be in a really good spot to to help lead, you know, an amazing, amazing group of people um, and deal with the customers and, and um, you know, anybody that comes uh, my way. It just really helps me uh, start my day in the right way. Sure, sure. Well, those are two great pieces, uh, uh, you know, of, of advice that uh, things that are working for you. And it's always hard, I know, for me as an entrepreneur, just to slow down. And so I hear you say a couple yeah. things, you know, figure out what are the most important things, and then take that forty-five minutes and and meditate. Now, let me ask you this: when you say take forty-five minutes silent meditation, so mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you see like the uh, the yoga type folks, or you see the the you know just sitting there. Are you just kind of getting up in the morning and taking a shower and then sitting there and just kind of just thinking, is that what you're doing? Uh, that's such a great question, Doug. And, and it's a great curiosity that people ask me about all the time. Actually, my routine is I actually wake up and I go, uh, right into, um, I go over, I have a, um, mat that I sit on a cushion, I should say. And I, I sit for 45 minutes quietly, um, uh, with, you know, obviously thoughts, part of meditation is that you have thoughts, going through your mind and they take many different roads and they cross over and you're always thinking and you're always got so much going on, especially in this day and age, there is so much coming at us. And so, um, to start my day and be able to have all those thoughts go and let them sort of roam and just be, and I'm not in solve mode. I'm not trying to get creative and come up with the next greatest whatnot, and then just be aware of those thoughts. And then and once I'm aware of them, just really focusing on my breath um, for as long as I can until my thoughts take over and then they just start roaming again. And then you recognize that you're thinking and then you come back to your breath. That's sort of the routine of, of, uh, mindfulness meditation, which is really what I practice. And so, um, uh, that, that's more my routine. And then once I'm done with that, after 45 minutes, um, I, I will do a little bit of journaling, not much. And then, um, you know, get started with my day, kind of look at my schedule 
schedule and start to think about the top three things that um, and write them down um, that that I need to accomplish for the day. And then I usually do a little bit of a workout and then then I take my shower and I'm headed off to, to the office or meetings or whatever I got going on that day. Gotcha. Okay, cool. That makes perfect sense. Well, and as an entrepreneur, you know, there's things and a business owner, there's things that really, um, there's some stuff, some stuff you do fantastic. There's some stuff that you make mistakes on. So, mm-hmm. um, is there anything that you can think of one of the, maybe the biggest mistakes that, that you've made over the past 25 years or so that kind of affected mm-hmm. your business in a negative way? And then how did you go about overcoming that? Well, we had a large customer. Uh, this one's an easy one for me because I think about it all the time. We have we had a large customer um, that uh, it was I think about 15 years ago now, and um, they decided to make a change with their vendors. So we were losing that business, and you know we take our 100% uh, retention you know, goals very seriously. So it was a very upsetting situation. And, um, we tried to, uh, speak with the, uh, person that we were dealing with at the company. And we, we weren't having really great success with that in terms of why they were leaving us and what was going on. And it felt very abrupt. And I ended up going through a network that I have and, in an attempt to try to go above this person's head to get some answers. And I felt that that was the right thing for the organization at the time. But what I ended up finding out was that it was really upsetting to that person. Um, They had made a decision for what they felt was the best for their organization. And um, for whatever reason, it wasn't being communicated well to us, but I don't think that really matters. Uh, And what ended up happening was a a bridge was burned and it didn't need to be, uh, it wasn't going to change the situation. Um, and, uh, so I think what I learned was, you know, not to sit idly when things like that happen. Um, maybe I could have done some things differently in terms of trying to connect with him and just let him know that we'll help him make a smooth transition. And if we can ever be, you know, be there for them in the future, if things don't go well with their new vendor, and, you know, just really try to work and be more helpful about it as opposed to trying to, you know, go about it, um, you know, we're, we're sort of butting heads. So I felt that that was a great lesson and uh, I learned a tremendous amount from it. Yeah, you know, sometimes your, your biggest strengths can, can turn out to be weaknesses in some ways. So you're trying so hard mm-hmm. to have the 100% retention at all costs. Yes, kind of can sting you a little bit, and and uh, you mm-hmm. know their their uh, concern for your one hundred percent retention is not really relevant. <laughs> so <laughs> no, it totally isn't. Yeah, yeah, you're right. that makes makes a lot of sense. That's great, great stuff to share. So let me ask you this: If you could go back and tell the Rob Dubay of ten years ago one thing, what would it be? I would say to slow down. You know, at ten years ago, it was uh, I had sold my business actually in in two thousand four. Joel and I sold to a public company. And uh, for the first time, we were um, uh, employed by, you know, uh, we were employed by someone other than ourselves. And uh, we were charged with, you know, expanding our brand uh, through their sales uh, network of 500 uh, people. And it was a very frustrating time. We ran into a lot of roadblocks. We weren't accustomed, you know, to dealing with a large organization. We were, we've always been a smaller, more nimble organization. And, um, and so it was a very fast moving time. Um, it was a very stressful time. And I think co- coming out of that, because what ultimately happened is, is they had some executive changeover 
and we ended up buying our company back after 18 months. And, and at that time, um, you know, I was really coming out, as I mentioned, coming out of this stressful time, what I would have uh, told myself back then is just slow down and take a breath and uh, take it all in and be in the moment. It is what it is at this time. And, you know, the stress isn't going to change any of it. In fact, it probably doesn't, it probably makes it worse, it, you know. And so I would just say to slow down and, and kind of take a breath and, and uh, just be in the moment. Man, that is great stuff for our ambitious listeners. Uh, if, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the Be Ambitious newsletter on our website. Next, we're going to be talking to Rob DeBay about ambitious things that he's doing now and what's next on AmbitiousRadio.com. Well, we hope you're feeling ambitious here on the their Ambitious Radio Network, here on Texas Money and Business, here on KEXB, Experts in Business. We only want to bring you the experts, and uh, Doug Parker's here, an expert in what he does, the Ambitious Radio Network. Doug? Ron, thanks so much for that. You know, entrepreneurs, if you are thinking of expanding your business, but you don't want to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a new phone system, consider grasshopper.com. Keep your existing number, multiple extensions, voicemails can be transcribed, and there's no new hardware. Grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Today we're talking to Rob DeBay of Image One, and they help people with printing. And it's not like you send them stuff to print for you, business cards and such. It's more your printer needs, and it's really a full uh, you know, program that goes over everything from security and, and everything else that's out there. But um, let's talk to, to, to you just a little bit of kind of about what you're doing now, uh, Rob, and then kind of what's next on your agenda. So, you know, not always as ambition, just focused on business-related projects. So, so tell us kind of about some of the other things that you're working on. I see that you've got Toner for Autism and the Boys and Girls Club, mm-hmm. all kinds of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, yeah, certainly uh, community is a big part of what we are about here at Image One, and every single one of our team members has uh, time paid to go out into the community to do things that they're passionate about. Um, my business partner, Joel Perlman's daughter, Danielle, has autism, and and uh, so uh, she'll be turning uh, 16 next year. And uh, so, you know, that's something that's very near and dear to our heart. And we've been working very hard towards uh, raising a tremendous amount of money to help that cause and, and, and support the organizations that that uh, have been so helpful to uh, Joel and Danielle and his family uh, over the years. Um, the Boys and Girls Club uh, has been something that's been a huge passion of ours uh, for many years. They do amazing things in our community as well as the communities all across the country. And uh, it's really neat to see the things that our team members here at Image One are passionate about and see the things that they're doing uh, week in and week out uh, in their communities um, and, and we're proud to be able to offer them, you know, the time to be able to do that, uh, cause it's really a priority, uh, for us is, is just making the world as good of a place as we can make it with, uh, you know, the resources that we have available to us here at image one. So. Sure, sure, absolutely, and, and you know the the way that you and I met. Everybody else maybe probably doesn't know this, but mm-hmm. uh, the small giants community. I know you're on the board of directors there, and while it does have some implications to business, that mm-hmm. is, uh, I think, is it? It's a nonprofit, right? Or is it? 
It, it's actually not a nonprofit, um, but its its goal is certainly not to. Uh, it's really to to spread the word about what it means to to be a small giant out there uh, versus you know to be a money making uh, organization. Well, let, let's talk about that just a little bit because so many business owners. I mean, you you got to be focused on the money to a certain extent. Otherwise you just have a hobby, but there's more to it. And, and when I read uh, small giants, it's a book that you know was authored by Bo Burlingham, editor at large Inc. magazine. And, and when I read it, mm-hmm. I, I just thought, man, I've got to, I got to get some more information on this. And I reached out to Bo and one thing led to another. And I, I ran up to um, Ann Arbor and, and met with Ari mm-hmm. and some of those guys. And they had the mm-hmm. first kind of meeting that was related to it. And uh, so t- tell us a little bit more about Small Giants and the organization itself. Yeah. So the vision really is to identify, connect, and develop values-driven businesses. So uh, there are many values-driven businesses out there in the leadership. Uh, so we're able to connect through the organization. Like you mentioned, that's how we met. And, um, and then there are what we might call emerging small giants, organizations that you know, have a basic understanding of what it means to be a company like a small giant. Um, but uh, don't know really how to cultivate that. And so that's really one of the, the uh, pieces to what we do in, in the small giants community. Um, you know, leadership, it's, it's really about leaders who know who they are and what they want out of business and why. Bo was, found that to be the case when he did his book, and, he, and his book has uh, a bunch of stories about uh, companies that some you would have heard of, Others are under the radar screen. You never would have heard of them. Um, small meaning um, not not in terms of you know sales numbers or things of that nature, but Bo really defines it in terms of um, the number of employees that you can kind of you might remember their name. You know, so it could be upwards of five hundred uh, employees, people that you see, you recognize. Uh, versus organizations that get to a point where, you know, they're 10,000, 30,000, 50,000, where, you know, at a certain point, the leadership just doesn't even know, you know, could pass somebody on the street and wouldn't even know if they worked uh, at the organization. Um, A few other pieces to a community, which you and I just talked about, is a very important piece of being a small giant. Um, Relationships, and that's where these organizations maintain close personal ties with their customers and their vendors and um, things of that nature. Their culture is is very strong. It's intimate. It has a basic caring element uh, in the totality of the people's lives. So it's not just about you know what they're doing at the business, but it's about helping them and all the challenges that we all experience. Um, you know, in outside of our, our work life, um, there's a passion. So most of the leaders have a really a burning passion for what their company does. And then you mentioned it in terms of being a hobby. This cannot be a hobby. It needs to be a profitable entity. Uh, it has to have a sound business model, and the organization has to be able to protect their margins, um, because obviously, without the profit that goes along um, with having a company, you know, you can't do any of these other things. So the, the profit is really the key piece to it. Sure. Absolutely. Well, and, and, you know, one of the cool things that we've been able to do, you know, uh, over the past, I don't know, three or four or five years is um, go to these, these backstage rock star, you know, past mm-hmm. opportunities uh, to companies. And, and, you know, one of the ones that you and I went to was in Springfield, Missouri. It was the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 
Springfield Remanufacturing Corporation, and uh, yep. it's it's got a great story. But we, you know, you get to meet with the CEOs and and different things. Now, there's also fish bowls where they're more like an online type um, uh, webinar, and you get to ask questions and participate in those. But if somebody yep. wanted to, you know, get more information on the organization or maybe becoming part of that, how would they go about doing that? Well, the best thing to do is to go to the website as a starter. So that's smallgiants.org, smallgiants.org. And, uh, you know, everything that you need would be on there. Uh, You know, it'll answer a million and one questions. It'll kind of restate some of the things that I just shared with you. It'll give you the ability to join. You can see some of the different types of events that are being held so on and so forth. So um, that's always the the best way to go about it as a starting point. And you know, Doug, you mentioned when we went to Springfield Remanufacturing, and one of the neat things that we learned as as emerging small giants um, was something that uh, the founder, Jack Stack, instituted in his business in, in a book that he wrote in conjunction with Bo Burlingham called The Great Game of Business. And really to just summarize, you know, at a very basic level, uh, Jack learned <clears throat> the art really of open book management. And that is where you share, you know, all your financials with your uh, fellow team members, meaning employees, and, and teach them how to Uh, read financial statements and empower them to make the best decisions possible, um, uh, given that so often, you know, they are the people closest to the issues within your business. Um, Give them the empowerment to make decisions to help your company be more profitable. And I have found that since joining Small Giants and instituting that in my organization, I have seen such a shift in our profitability and our intelligence of our team members in terms of what they know about our business, how we do business, how we make money, and how they can make an impact on that. Um, And so, uh, yeah, just going around to these what we call passport trips, these backstage passes with the CEOs has been invaluable. I couldn't agree with you more. Gotcha. Now, let me ask you this. I don't know if those are open to the general public or not. Um, but I think there's a way that you can kind of inquire about those. And there's a couple of those events that are coming up over the next few months, right? That's right. There's one coming up in, in uh, January that'll be in Nashville. And although there are a limited number of, um, uh, spots for these trips, um, new people who are interested are more than welcome to inquire. And if we have an opening, uh, we most certainly will have you, you know, attend, uh, or give you the opportunity to attend. And oftentimes we'll even do that at a discounted rate, um, because we do want to encourage people, uh, to learn more about the small giants community firsthand. Um, another great way of getting involved is through the, what we call our summit. And that takes place once per year. Um, this year it's in June in Denver and you do not need to be a member to attend that initially. And so, uh, again, go to the website and you can find out all the details about that, but that's a great way to get introduced. And there's a lot of interaction with other fellow entrepreneurs and small giants. Uh, that's, as you know, very valuable. Absolutely. I'll, I'll firsthand tell you that I have made that investment over the years to attend. And, 
you know, it's always, there's always the travel and those kind of things expense, but there's, there's mm-hmm. the time. And that seems to be the biggest thing. It's hard to give up. However, every mm-hmm. time I go, I meet people just like you, like Bo Burlingham and, and several mm-hmm. other people that, you know, ambitious listeners could, could learn so much from, and, and I have mm-hmm. firsthand. So I'm appreciative of the organization and the time that you're spending volunteering to help, you know, keep it running and, and, and make it better. And while it's, it's not a nonprofit, it's not something where the organization is making a bunch of money. That's not a profit center. It's really designed to be self-sustaining, I think, more than anything. And uh, I highly recommend smallgiants.org. Check that out. And uh, kind of as, as we wrap up here, you know, we've got maybe a minute or so. And I, I know that, you know, one of your mentors um, is, is Gino Wickman. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you what's kind of funny. Um, I was, you know, we were as a company, we were going through his book Traction a while back. And I hadn't yet connected the dots. So I'm going through and we're reading it. And then um, somebody in, in the audio version, it was it says uh, uh, Rob Dube. It doesn't say Dube. And so I'm like, <laughs> hey, what, who, that's, what is that? And then I, I'm looking through the book because I'm reading and highlighting stuff as I'm listening. I'm like, wait a minute. That's my buddy Rob Dube. I didn't know he was in this book. <laughs> so how, how did you guys connect kind of in, in, in and then how is it that, you know, you lean on him for mentoring? Yeah. So Gino was just starting his business. He had sold his family business uh, along with his father. uh, And he was just kind of he had taken so many of the lessons that he learned and how he ended up running his organization. um, And he decided to start, you know, at the time, it was just really basic consulting business. And somebody had introduced us and he came in and, and we didn't really have a process for how we were running our business. And that's what he was providing. And so that's how we got to know Gino. We were one of his first clients. And so he did, we were guinea pigs to a certain extent. Um, his business has expanded beyond belief at this point. Uh, it's really amazing. And, and his goal is to have 10,000 companies that they have trained uh, in what they call the EOS process. That's called the, that stands for the entrepreneurial operating system. And it's just a way to run your business. Um, and there are many ways to do it, but you need to pick one. And this is the one that we picked and it's really stuck with us. So, um, uh, meeting him was an amazing shift for our business and for me personally, because he's really become a great friend, uh, even beyond a mentor. Man, that is fantastic. Well, ambitious times in, in, in your organization. Um, after we hear a, a brief word from our sponsor, we'll be back discussing with Rob Dubay what he does to recharge his ambitious mind, body, and spirit right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. start shopping for a car, you go in thinking that this time you're really going to get a great deal. Then the haggling starts. You have to fence with a salesman over the price, then verbally joust with a finance manager over the interest rate and all the extras they want to sell you. By the time you get out of there, you're glad to have escaped with your watch and rings. Stop the insanity. There's a better way. And that's to lease your next car from Autoflex Leasing. Call the leasing specialist at Autoflex and you'll find that getting your next car can be fast, easy, and fun. Your Autoflex specialist leases all makes and models, both new and used. They'll also pick up your trade-in for an appraisal and deliver your new car to your home or office. Imagine leasing your next car and never having to go to a dealer. Happens every day at Autoflex Leasing. To see for yourself, call Autoflex today at 817-972-234-1234 or reach them at autoflex.com. Autoflex Leasing, a better way to lease your next car.
Listening to Texas Money and Business right here on KEXP, Experts in Business, 620 AM. I'm Ron Taylor. Doug Parker is here and a great guest and a great show today. And Doug, uh, boy, what a what a great time to be in business and uh, and a wonderful partnership with a lot of the great uh, network of, of friends and, and business uh, associates that you have. And Rob Dubay is one of them. Yeah, I'll tell you what, he, he really is fantastic. Rob DeBay of Image One. And and, and this uh, segment, we're going to talk about recharging the ambitious mind, body, and spirit. We talked a little bit about meditation and some of the things that he does uh, a little earlier in the show, but it's made possible by RepairMyCreditNow.com. Having bad credit can really be draining. It's okay to not be okay as long as you're on the road to being okay. So let RepairMyCreditNow.com get you back on track and help you be okay. Uh, many ambitious listeners prefer to listen to books as opposed to reading them. I know that's me for sure. So we've teamed up with audible.com to offer one free audio book. Just go to ambitiousradio.com and click on the audible banner right there on the page. So Rob, let's talk a little bit about what drains you, what fills you, those kinds of things. Mm. Um, it's a good question about what, what drains me. You know, I've learned over the years that I need to focus on what matters most. So I try to do my best to stay away from the things that might drain me too much. I call it mind share. So uh, less is more. And uh, that meaning, you know, if I'm doing things, uh, the most important things really, really well, I'm energized about them and I'm going to do them much better in a much higher quality job. So, um, you know, that's what the position that I try to put myself as often as possible. Um, but hey, there's real things that happen. And sometimes there's, um, uh, you know, customer challenges that come up or contract renewals that, you know, uh, negotiations that can be very tiring and draining and stressful. Um, and so I did mention uh, that, that uh, meditation has been important uh, in terms terms of recharging. Um, I, I recently took, uh, over the last couple of years, I started taking a full week uh, silent uh, meditation retreat to really recharge. So that's one thing that I do. And, and um, I, I exercise pretty regularly. So I, I'm a runner. And uh, every morning, um, as part of my routine, I, I do get out and run. And sleep is important good diet, you know, all the things that, you know, I'm not telling anybody anything, you know, that they, they don't know already. Um, uh, but, uh, all things that are really important when you put them all together, I believe that's really the, 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 uh, mix that keeps you energetic, keeps me energetic and keeps me on top of my game. So I try to be pretty disciplined about all those things. No, that, that makes perfect sense. Now, uh, two things I want to kind of elaborate on a little bit. So you said diet. So I have been to, um, to several meals with you and you got a pretty specific <laughs> diet. So now I can't remember, is it, is it vegan or is it, what is it exactly that you do? Yeah. It would be more commonly referred to as vegan. It's a plant-based diet, so I don't eat meat or fish or dairy, uh, anything that comes from um, from animals. Um, and uh, I have, you know, many many friends that are animal eaters, and I have no issues with that whatsoever. Um, it's just a diet that that I took on a number of years ago. Slowly, I didn't jump into it. I started or take some things out just as an experiment to see how my body would react um, uh, to my running and some of the biking that I do. And um, it reacted very well, so I slowly took out some other things. And I had some interesting results. I, I had uh, pretty severe 
asthma for a number of years uh, since I was eight years old, um, and that has completely gone away. Uh, and I don't, you know, I, that's just how it worked for me. I'm not saying that's the result everybody would get, but that that pretty that amazed me when I changed my diet. And I had really bad eczema as well, so very dry skin um, that was, uh, you know, it it could take a toll on certain days, uh, especially up these. Up this way where it gets a little dry and cold. Um, and that went away as well. So I had some pretty amazing, uh, results with my health and, uh, I just noticed a difference in my energy level and things of that nature. So it's a, it's a diet that suits me, but it's not for everybody. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, I could only imagine. I could only imagine. I'm a meditarian personally. Uh, I yes, eat very little yeah. plants. So, uh, potatoes didn't really a plant, but anyway, um, so you, know, you talked about sleep, you know, the necessity of that. Yeah. And so what, what kind of, uh, sleeping hours do you tip, typically get per, per night? Yeah, I, I usually get between seven and eight. That's an important, seems to be an, a good number for me. I, I try to be, uh, in bed by nine, you know, where I'm like actually getting into sleep, not just getting into bed, but actually lights are off and I'm ready to kind of start to doze off and, and I'm up around quarter to five. Um, so, uh, you know, if I can get to sleep by about nine fifteen or nine thirty, and I'm up about quarter five, I, it's usually enough sleep for me. So cool. I think everybody has from what, what I've determined, everybody sort of has their different number, but, um, you know, these days and I, I have kids 21 years old and 17 years old and, you know, I talk to them because it's, it's so difficult. You know, there, there's a lot of pressures like all of us on, on the kids and, you know, just make sure you get a good night's sleep. And I know it sounds like something, you know, our grandparents would have told us years ago, and, but it's true. And, you know, a good night's sleep can make all the difference in the world. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I go to bed at nine o'clock and I've got a, a son that'll be 21 in a couple months and a, a daughter that'll be 19 here in, in, in a week. Mm -hmm. And uh, they laugh at me. They think, dad, what is wrong with you? Why would you go to bed at nine o'clock? I'm like, I, I got to get up early and I got to be productive. So, uh, yes. it's sleep is very important. I don't know how these guys do it. They only get four or five hours. Uh, God bless them, but, uh, I can't That's do it. That's right. So. If good it works for them, then then yeah, good for them. But it yeah. doesn't work for us. Absolutely. Well, hey, let me ask you this: If someone wanted to get in touch with you, you know, we've talked a little bit about business-wise what you do, and talked a little bit about small mm -hmm. giants, and 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 obviously there may be some of our ambitious listeners that they have a passion for some of the same things that you guys are doing in the community, or they may be in the Michigan area and want to kind of uh, find ways to give back as well. If someone wanted to get in touch with you, how's how's the best way to do that? Yeah, an email would be great. You know, they're happy. I'm happy to uh, start, you know, any discussions that way. And, and you so you can catch me at R as in Rob Dubay, D-U-B-E. So it's rdubay at imageoneway.com. So rdubay at imageoneway.com. And yeah, shoot me an email and we can just try to connect from there. Cool. That sounds fantastic. Well, as we kind of close up here, as always, we want to thank our sponsors. We couldn't make it happen without them. Uh, Ambitious Radio is really excited. We, we've just kind of uh, gone over the uh, the 20 uh, episode mark, so we're really pleased. We can't say we're new anymore. That new that new uh, smell is gone, and so now we got to try to say <laughs> we're professionals. We can't use that excuse as being new anymore, but we want to thank uh, RepairMyCreditNow.com. Entrepreneurs and small business owners really uh, always have a hard time, you know, whenever looking – uh, to, to save some money on different things. And so we also have free electricity at DFW.com. If you want some more details on that, go to their website. Tune in Wednesdays on the Ambitious Radio Network where we will interview thought leaders and exciting entrepreneurs changing the faces of their organizations. Remember, you can make money or you can make excuses, but you cannot bake both. Go out there and be ambitious.
Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Radio Network, hosted by serial entrepreneur Doug Parker. Join us weekly as we have engaging conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders on topics that can be applied immediately after listening. Like what you've heard? Listen to other interviews at ambitiousradio.com or subscribe on iTunes.